Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get ready to praise and worship the Lord today. Glory to God. We worship you, God. Thank Thank you, Jesus. chosen generation called forth to show his excellence all I require for life God has given me and I know who I am we are we are a chosen generation called forth to show his excellence all I require all I require for life God has given me I know who I, I know am. Who God says I know I who am. God says I am. What He says I am. Where He says I'm at. I know who I know I am. Who God says I, know I, who I am. God says I am. Hey, hey, hey. What He says I am. Where He says I'm at. I know who so I, I am. I'm walking in power. I'm working in power. I'm working miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. I know who I am. I'm walking in power. I'm working in miracles. I'm working I miracles. live a life. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. I know who I am. If you know who you are in Christ, go ahead and put your hands together. It says, I'm walking in power. I'm working in miracles. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we are a chosen generation called for to show his excellence. All I require all I require for life God has given me and I know who I am. We are we are a chosen generation called for to show his excellence. All I require all I require for life God has given me. God has me. given me. I know who I, I know am. who God says I, know I am. Who God says I am. Yeah, yeah. What He says I am. Where He says I'm at. I know who I know I who am. God says I, I am. What He says I am. What He says I am. Yeah, yeah. Where He says I'm at. I know who I am. Lift your voice and say, Oh, I'm working miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. I know who I am. Everybody say, oh, 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 said I know, I know who I am. Lift your voice and say, oh, 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 I know who I am. I am. Take a look at me, I'm a wonder. 
It doesn't matter what you see now. Can you see his glory? I know who I am. Take a look at me. I'm a wonder. It doesn't matter what you see now. Can you see his glory? I know who I'm. Lift your voice and say, oh. Declare it. Said, I know. Everybody say, oh. 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 Said, I know. One more time, say, oh. Oh. Said, I know. Lift your voice, say, oh. Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. I know who I am. Yeah. How many of you know there's a river where the joy of the Lord flows? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. There is a river where goodness flows. There is a fountain. That drowns sorrows. There is an ocean deeper than fear. The tide is rising, rising. There is a current stirring deep inside. It's overflowing from the heart of God. The flood of heaven crashing over us. The tide is rising, rising. Say bursting, bursting. Oh yeah. the joy of the Lord. Come on and put your hands together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His joy, it flows. His joy, it flows. Mm, yeah, yeah. There is a calm stirring deep inside. There is a fountain from the heart of God. Crashing over us. The tide is rising, rising. Say, burst Come alive in the river. We come alive in the river. We come alive in the river. Where his goodness flows, yeah. His joy drowns my sorrow, yeah. We come alive in the river. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. the prison doors, set all the captives free, spring up the well, spring up the well, 
bring up the world in me. Nothing can stop this joy. We're dancing in the streets. We're dancing in the streets. Spring up the world. Spring up the world. Spring up the world. Spring up the world. I'm alive in the river. We come, we come, we come. Break the music. We come alive in the river. We come alive in the river. We come alive in the river. Come alive, yeah, yeah, yeah. We come alive in the river. We come alive in the river. Oh, I got joy, y'all, yeah. It's joy flows. Hallelujah. I thank you for your joy. Unspeakable joy. Oh, I know I'm not the only one in here that knows about the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I get somebody to praise him today? Can I get somebody to lift up his name? I got a witness back here. Anybody know about the joy of the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. against the Lord no one can and no one will who can stand against the King no one can and no one will Victory belongs to him. Oh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Who can stand? No one can. No one can. No one will. Who can stand against the king? Who can stand against the king? No one can. No one can. And no one will. No one will. Oh. 
It belongs to him. Victory belongs to him. Oh. the victory. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave and rose with all power in his hands. And I got the victory. Yeah, yeah. It belongs to him. Some of y'all are just are feeling just so defeated 
and that y'all don't realize the victory that you have in Jesus and that you have to, the only way to know that is you have to know who the victorious one is. And I just want to give the opportunity now as we go into this, uh, into this sermon, into this, you know, as Pastor Archie comes and preaches, that if you need to come, have somebody pray with you, our altar counselors are here. Let's start off with prayer. Let's start off with knowing we are victorious in Christ. So that I, I just believe that right now that Holy Spirit wants us to get that out of the way because of what, he, what Pastor Archie is going to preach. He needs you to have that with a clear mind and a clear heart. So if you, have, if you want uh, our prayer counselors to pray with you, please come up at this moment and we'll just take that time right now. Oh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Somebody ought to just praise and worship him today. Yeah. I got the victory. Somebody ought to lift the praise and worship in the atmosphere today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I got the victory. Yes, I do. Yeah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Victory belongs to him, yeah, yeah. Belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. 
Jesus. Praise God. You know, um, Pastor Melissa said something that in this atmosphere, you know, of understanding that victory belongs to Jesus, we should come and pray. And that is what I want to encourage yourselves, everyone with, of us today. You know, Luke chapter 24 um, is the scripture I want to use. Jesus posed after he resurrected from the dead, you know, from verse 13, they had this particular couple, I believe, Clopas, and they were distressed and everything. But when Jesus appeared to them, he started talking to them, like, what's going on? Why are you feeling all distressed and sad? And they said, haven't you heard of what is going on? Um, you know, the one, the prophet who came, who we thought that he was going to redeem Israel. Now, they've, you know, killed him. They've murdered him. And he said to them, I want you to pay particular attention to Jesus' response to them. The Bible says, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe. Don't you know in the scriptures that all these things were actually preordained to happen? And then he said, the Bible says, he expounded things concerning himself. Concerning himself to them. Whatever thing you're going through today, see Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Your victory is in Jesus. And then after that, he took communion. He broke bread and their eyes were open. So the two ways you can see Jesus is to feed on him through the scripture. And also feed on him when we take Holy Communion. This is the reason why we receive communion. Pastor Archie doesn't just have us take, you know, receive communion every Sunday just because we're trying to do something religious. He's trying to make you bring to your remembrance, it's your remembrance, what Jesus Christ has already paid. Everything that Jesus Christ has done through his broken body and his shed blood. It's all about Jesus. It's in our best interest to know Jesus we can't get too familiar with Jesus that we're not intimate with Jesus. You need to have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Whatever it is you're going through today, as Pastor Melissa said, your victory is in Jesus. So focus on Jesus. Beloved, focus on Jesus. Through the scriptures and true communion. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to have a 60-second welcome video. Welcome, first of all, welcome to World Changes Church Houston. And on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Archie and Pastor Melissa, it's a pleasure of mine to welcome you to where grace is alive and the love of God is made tangible. Praise God. So we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock to just tell each other, welcome to World Changes Church Houston. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I forgot to ask, do we have any first-time visitor in our midst today? If you're a first-time visitor, just wave your hands. We would like to recognize you and also put some information in your hands. 
Do we have any first-time visitor? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we're just going to dive quickly to the announcement. First, I want to remind you, Creflo Dollar Global Mission, we request kindly that you consider providing food boxes, baby items, and cleaning supplies for our community outreach that we go out to minister bi-weekly. We're also collecting donations for our annual Thanksgiving feeding families and Christmas toy drive. So if you will please um, consider contributing to our bi-weekly outreach or our annual Thanksgiving event or our Christmas event. To do this, you can mark your offering CDGM Outreach for the donations towards the outreach or CDGM Holiday Outreach for our holiday events. Praise God. Investment strategies. On Tuesday, October 15th from 7 to 8 p.m., our special guest financial advisor, Jabari King, would discuss college education planning, investing for kids, retirement discussion. What do you want? estate plan, planning, protecting your assets. We will allocate time to answer your questions. So if you are interested in this investment planning um, strategies, you can stop by the communication desk for more information. New Change Early Learning Center is still enrolling children ages from six weeks to four years, and we need volunteers for a few hours per week. Um, we're hiring pre-K for lead teacher and assistant teacher, experience is preferred. If you're interested, please submit your resume to the communication desk outside, or you can email it directly to nclhouston at warchangers.org. For more information, um, please contact our pastor, Pastor Melissa. War Changers Church South, cordially invite you to experience. Woo! We cordially invite you to experience life and order preaching every Thursday at our South location in Pearland. You can invite friends, family, co-workers, you know, it's a way of getting people after work. Tell them, oh, come on, we'll go have dinner and then go to church. How about that? Corporate prayer starts at 6.30 and service begins at 7. And details are available at the communication desk. You can get the address from there too. 2019 Four New Members Class is pleased to announce our upcoming accelerated new four class coming up on um, Saturday, October 19th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested, and signing up for this class, please stop by the communication desk. New members class graduation. The new members department um, proudly invites you to attend the upcoming new members graduation on October 27th, immediately following the morning service. Please make plans to graduate and also celebrate our new graduates. Praise God. Saturday corporate prayer. Woohoo! Hallelujah. So we are expanded corporate prayer to include Saturdays in the main sanctuary right here from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. It is open to the public and we encourage everyone to come spend an hour declaring God's promises concerning our lives. We will give thanks by appropriating our faith and also declaring the victory we have in Christ and rejoicing in what, has, what Christ has already provided us by grace. So come join us on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Praise God. We're going to join our pastor for the word today. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. So don't forget this Tuesday, uh, Jabari, Jabari's going to be here. And if uh, uh, he's a financial uh, planner, he's going to be talking to us about things from planning our finances with our children, retirement planning. Uh, and that's one thing we, we need to make sure we have taken care of, amen? 
Amen. Uh, things don't just happen. They need to be planned. Uh, and some of us, you know, we may not know how to do that. Uh, how many of you guys need help with financial planning as it relates to your future? Raise your hand if that's you. Yeah. So a lot of us do. A lot of us don't have a specific plan. Uh, we found out just in years of being in church, people, a lot of people don't even have things like uh, insurance if they go home to be with the Lord and stuff like that. There's just a lot of things financially that we just, because we're so busy working, we don't really take the time to really make sure we have those types of things in place. Um, so we're going to begin to offer a lot more things like this because it's absolutely necessary to have plans. When you retire, we want you to be able to retire, glory to God. Amen. 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 But again, things don't just happen, they have to be planned. So uh, as a church offers these type of things, come on out, uh, hang out with us. Again, it's gonna be Tuesday, uh, this upcoming Tuesday. Uh, it'll be right here, uh, I, think in, I think it's in the first time visitor room. Is that what's that? Oh, in the sanctuary? Yeah, in the sanctuary. So uh, get out here uh, and be a part of that and uh, just watch what God does. And as Asado said, we now do corporate prayer. Uh, God said, get it started. You know, every Saturday morning, it's from 8 to 9. Uh, trust me, it's very sweatless. The hardest part is getting up and making it. Uh, but I tell you, every time we get in here, there's about 20 of us each time. And uh, we just have a good time just going before God and praying. And there's something about, I pray. But there's something about being able to get here on a Saturday and doing corporate prayer. It's powerful. It's powerful. So I wouldn't miss it. Uh, some of the guys have been asking me about, hey, when are the men getting together and praying? Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> come on out uh, and, and join us in that time of prayer because it is awesome. Amen? Amen. Well, if you need communion elements, go ahead and raise your hands and the ushers will be more than happy to get them to you. As Osato said, uh, this Communion is a reminder of what Jesus has already done. Say, so he's already done it. His body already went to the cross for you. He has already provided healing, health, wellness, and wholeness for you. That has already been done. So as you partake of this bread today, you're doing that remembering and reminding yourself of what was already finished concerning you. Now, if he's already done that concerning you, we've talked about this every single Sunday, does sickness have a legal right to be in your body? I said, does sickness have a legal right to be in your body? Why not? He's already paid the price for my healing. So today, I declare this be the day that you no longer tolerate sickness in your body. You no longer settle for disease in your, I'll say that, Lord, in your bloodline. It is no longer, well, that's, it's just genetics, no? You, you got the DNA of GLD in, on the inside of you, and as a, as a result, those things have ceased to be a part of who you and your family are. Now it's up to you whether you believe what I'm saying or not. It's up to you whether you believe the word, but I'm gonna eat this little wafer in agreement with what he's already done. You may eat. <laughs> and this juice represents his blood. 
His blood that purchased you, His blood that redeemed you, this blood is what makes you right with God. That healing we just talked about has been applied to your life because of this blood. Without the blood of Jesus, we don't qualify for healing and wholeness. So you may be sitting there and you were saying, well, but, but why, why can't I ex accept and receive this healing and wholeness? It's because of the blood. We weren't worthy, but he was. We weren't worthy, but he was. He was the worthy sacrifice. And what he did was he passed on his worthiness to all of us. Now, this is available whether we believe it or not. Your belief is your participation in what he's made available. I choose today to believe him. As we drink today, I want you not to just drink for the sake of drinking. I want you to actively within your mind choose that I am drinking today because I believe. I add my agreement to what the blood has already provided. Father God, we thank and praise you for your blood. Your son Jesus shed it. And as a result, we were made right with you. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise that our righteousness is secure because of the blood of Jesus. You may drink. And so, Father, we declare and we believe and we receive that all is well in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise for that if you don't mind. Like uh, Osado said, you know, we take communion pretty much every, every week. And sometimes there's always this kind of temptation to say, well, you know, do we have to do this every week? And every week we do it, I get something out of it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, it's nothing like that reminder that all is well in your life because of what Jesus has already done. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, we're going to start with verse 11. We're still talking about the fact that we shall not be moved, and we're focusing on the 10 um, admissions that we need to have to build our belief in the blessing that we already have or are experiencing. And I think we're on, we're, we're on number five and six right now. Uh, but let's pray as you turn there. Father, we thank and praise you. For this, another opportunity to minister to these, your precious sheep, we thank you for the revelation, knowledge that will flow freely, and we declare it's uninterrupted and unhindered by any satanic or demonic force. I thank you that you are speaking through my vocal cords and thinking through my mind. May it be none of me and all of you. We submit right now ourselves to your will in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 Romans 8, uh, we're going to start with verse 11, and we'll look at this in a New Living Translation. Actually, we'll look at it in the NIV first, and then we'll go into some other versions uh, here in a moment. So Romans 8, 11, in the NIV, uh, it says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living where? In you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your, what does that say? mortal bodies because of his spirit 
who lives where? In you. Where does the Spirit of God dwell? Where does the Spirit of God dwell? Whose spirit do you have living in you? Whose spirit? Who is God? Yeah, God is love. God is your provider. God is, is your creator. God is all of that and a bag of chips. God is living on the inside of you. You don't just have anybody living on you. You have Jehovah living on the inside of you. I want you to think about that. That's not a small thing. The God who you worship, the God who created the heavens and earth, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And it says he will quicken your what? Your mortal bodies. The Amplified says, and if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead, dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal short-lived bodies um, through his spirit who dwells in you. You have life because of the Holy Spirit in that physical body, in that physical body. Let's keep reading, verse uh, 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die, but if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of your body, you will, what does that say? You will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. How many children of God do I have in the house today? I, I said all the children of God make some noise. For the rest of you, we're going to pray by the end of service, you get saved. Amen. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you will live in fear when? Again, the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves. The Amplified says, for the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. The Holy Spirit is not trying to bog you down with a whole new set of rules that you need to live by. That's what that's talking about. Yeah, when you were under the law, when you were trying to live right, do everything right, that's what he's referring to of being in bondage. It says the Holy Spirit's not coming to put you in a whole new set of rules. No, that's religion that's trying to do that. About time we just call it what it is. Because when I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he leads me, he guides me, he directs me, but he's not leading me into fear. If I don't do this, I'm going to go to hell. Or if I do this, I'm gonna, God's going to be mad at me. He, that, if, if that's popping up in your mind, that's not of the Holy Spirit. It, it said it right here. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, let's keep going, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. Brought about your adoption of sonship. I like the way the Amplified says, uh, the rest of verse 15. It says, but you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship, in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father, Father. 
Sticking in the Amplified, it says, the Spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are... Go to the Amplified and that real quick on here. I want you to see what it says. Because this is so important. Because many times we've read this and we've misread it and we've demoted ourselves. And that's affected our believing and who we really are. And if you don't know who you really are, it's going to affect how you live. It's going to affect what you tolerate in your life. Verse 15 says, for the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. Keep going. But you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father, Father. Verse 16. The spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, doing what? Assuring us. The Holy Spirit's not here to condemn you, but to assure you. Assurance makes me feel good. Assurance makes me feel secure. If the Holy Spirit's job was to make you feel bad about everything you've done wrong, then his job is not to assure. He's not assuring you you're doing wrong. He's assuring you that you are sons and daughters of God. I said he's assuring you that you're sons and daughters of God, assuring us that we are children of God. God. He's assuring you of your right relationship with God. Anything that's not assuring you of your right relationship with God is not of the Spirit. Anyone who is not assuring you that you are right with God is not of the Spirit. If I sit up here as a pastor and preach to you over and over again how wrong you are because of your sin, guess what? That ain't the Spirit of God. I know that's a bold statement, but it's true. There are a lot of preachers sitting up here not realizing they're being used by the enemy. Oh, y'all don't want to hear truth today. I'm telling you what it says. The Holy Spirit is assuring you that you are of him. And if anyone or anything stands before you and says, I'm of God, but I am going to condemn you and make you feel like you're not a part of God, not beloved of God, not a child of God, that person is deceived or lying or both because they are walking and teaching under the influence of Satan. Whether they know it or not. Because... He said the Spirit, capital S, himself, capital H, thus testifies together with your own spirit. That's why I don't sit right with you when you hear that type of teaching. There's something on the inside of you that says something's wrong with this. And some of us are so versed in that that we now have to get used to hearing the truth. Some of us are sitting here hearing the truth today saying, oh, this is different. Yeah, because you've been eating the wrong thing. This is what healthy food tastes like. This is what freedom tastes like. This is what being unshackled feels like. The Spirit himself. The, the, thank you, Holy Spirit. He just popped a picture in my head. It's like when you go over somebody else's house and you behave a certain way because it's not your house. 
you know, you don't put your feet up, you don't just go in the refrigerator, you know, you try to, even if they don't have rules, you make up rules for yourself of I do and don't do this because it ain't my house. But in your house, you put your feet up, you go in the refrigerator, you do whatever you want to do. Why? This is my house. And you got to understand you are in your father's house and you are free to do what you want to do. Now, because you are of your father, I said, because you are of your father, because you are of your father, your behavior should be a certain way. Are right, you saying I can just go bust hell wide open? If, you, if you're doing that and if you do that, then I got a question, are you of the father? See, that's the balance to it. But the Holy Spirit is not beating you up because you did do wrong. He's saying, now that ain't right, but you're still his child. He will tell you that that's not right because he'll tell you the right things to do. But he's not saying that and then coupling it with, so now you're not of God. So now God's putting you away. That's not from him. His job is to assure you that you are a child of God. And then his job is to empower you to walk that out. Assuring us that we are children of God. Keep going. And if, somebody say if. If, if we are his children. If we are his children. How many children of God? All the children of God make some noise. So if you are his child, let's read the word and let it define itself, then on the condition that you are his child, then we are not just heirs, not just any heir, an heir of who? An heir of who? Wait, I thought it was an heir of Jesus. I'm an heir of God's also because of what Jesus did. The act of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, gave me access now to the same inheritance that Jesus had and has. See, we've been demoting ourselves saying, oh, I'm an heir of Jesus. No, 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 no. You are co-heirs. See, some of y'all don't, don't like the way that makes you feel. You are co-heirs with Jesus of God. And that's the authority that you have right now. <laughs> Regardless of your behavior. See, that's what... That's what people, oh, oh no, I gotta act right to have that. No, you're gonna have to, can I, can I make this really simple? Your acting right will help you hear the Holy Spirit better. It's very difficult to walk in sin and then hear God say how to use your authority. For all types of reasons, selfishness, uh, not being able to hear his voice clearly, all those types of things that happens when you sin. But one of the things that doesn't happen when you sin is you don't become less of his child you just become less able to operate in your inheritance. My son, I think he's serving somewhere in the children's ministry, team ministry, my son may act a nut, but just because he acts a nut doesn't make him any less a Collins. Still my son. 
But if he is not positioned where he's supposed to be positioned, he won't get the full benefit of being my son. But I'm not disowning him just because he makes a bad decision. If I can do that as a human father, what do you think God can do who is love? I'm only doing that based on his love that's on the inside of me. How much do you think he loves you? He's not disowning you because you made a mistake. That's been the lie of the enemy to keep you making mistakes. Because the enemy does not want you to realize how much God loves you because he don't, doesn't want you to realize all that's available to you so that you will keep sinning and never fulfill God's full potential in your life. But the moment you realize that you're already forgiven, that God still loves you in spite of your mistakes, is the moment you will get closer to him and then all of a sudden as you increase your relationship with him and your time with him, he's going to change your want-tos by renewing your mind and then the sin activity will decrease in your life and you will walk in your rulership or your inheritance and that will become more and before you know it, you're walking as a full-blown son or daughter of God. You are children of God. And as you allow that relationship to renew your mind, you'll be able to walk it out. As that scripture just said before this, the Holy Spirit produces sonship. He produces sonship. The result of him being in your life is, produces fruit, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love. And all those other attributes, when he's in you, what's produced out is love, who, by the way, is God. You look like love when the Holy Spirit is what's the production factory in your heart. But if I'm caught up in, God's mad at me, he's disowning me, then I'm going to deny the truth that lives on the inside of me. Because I think I'm not worthy. And again, in the, in the church, we've made a grave mistake by getting up every Sunday and Wednesday and every revival or whatever else we're having, and we've made people feel like they're unworthy. And today, we break that chain, amen? It says, and if we are his children, then we are his heirs, period. Heirs of God and fellow heirs. See, I'm not lying. It's not heresy. Fellow heirs with who? Fellow heirs with who? And then they said, I'm going to put this in brackets and break it down in case we don't understand this. Sharing his inheritance. Keep going. With him. Say this with me. Say, I share the inheritance that Christ has. Now, I want you to think on that just for a minute. I want you to think, what does that look like? What does it look like? to share the inheritance of Christ. The power, the provision, the peace, the assurance that Jesus walked with. Jesus wasn't worried about money. He wasn't worried about sickness. There was one concern on his heart, and that was the will of the Father. He didn't worry about provision. He didn't worry about family. At one point, they thought he was tripping. Who's my mother? Who's my brother? Lord, he don't even know who his family is. Because he wasn't concerned about what 
normal people are concerned about. Because he had an assurance, a peace. He had a certain posture about himself. I'm sure they called him arrogant. I'm sure they thought he was full of himself. Isn't that Mary's boy? You know, Joseph ain't even his real daddy, I heard. <laughs> they don't know who his daddy is. I'm talking about an angel. Yeah, we know. Y'all know how some of us be nowadays if that story came across. None of that bothered him. He wasn't concerned about none of that. He said, I'm about my father's business. Oh, I pray for the day that your only concern is just what is the business of the father for you today? What does he want you to do today? Who does he want you to talk to today? Uh, where does he want you to go today? Because you're not worried about provision because you're rich. You're not worried about uh, uh, wholeness because you you as healthy as you've ever been in your whole life. You're not worried about the haters because every time they show up, it seems never to affect you. you they tried to kill him before they actually, before he got on the cross. And that was because he wanted to do that. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. We need to learn something from that, by the way, because there was a couple of times they tried to kill him, then they tried to throw him off a cliff before, and, and that time he just walked right through him. And the one time he actually did get caught and die was by his own will, because he was doing the will of the Father. Now what the enemy's done is he's taken that and perverted it with us. Because many of us don't know who we are, we keep finding ourselves getting hemmed up, and we think it's because of the attack of the enemy. No, you're giving them authority. Because you don't know, they can't touch you if you don't want them to. No weapon formed against you can prosper. So the only way it's prospering is if you're allowing it. And you only allow it because who in their right mind is going to let it happen? But you got to get in your right mind. And your right mind is a mind that says, I am a joint heir with Christ. You cannot affect me or touch me unless I want it. And the only time I'm going to let something happen is if it's his will. Now, if he tells me to sit here and be quiet, then I'm going to sit here and be quiet. But if he don't say that, I'm opening up my mouth and I am declaring the will of God. This is your authority as a part of your inheritance. Some of y'all need to open your mouth. I said, you need to open your mouth. You need to begin to declare what the will of God is concerning your life and stop allowing the attack to have effect. It says only, well, here we go. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. So the, 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 and, that's, and that suffering doesn't mean suffering in the sense that we're, you know, you think, oh, I've just got to get beat up and da-da-da-da. No, it's just saying as, as we walk this out, there may be things that happen, but at the end of the day, persecution is going to come, but it can't hurt you. It's not going to touch you. No weapon formed. Think about that. No weapon formed. No weapon formed. It didn't say the weapons would not be formed. We freak out because we see the weapon. Just because they pointed at you don't mean it's going to work. I said just because they pointed at you don't mean it's going to work. He said they can point you, but it ain't going to have no effect. It'll jam. It'll, 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 it'll fail. It'll whatever. 
we, we got to stop being afraid to be in a place where they're going to point something at us. I'll try to. I can't I'm trying to remember what I said. <laughs> no, but we got to stop being afraid to be in a place where they're going to point something at us. Many of us as Christians, we're trying to avoid conflict. <laughs> Grace is one of the greatest conflicts that man will ever know. It goes against everything. You don't, you walking up, you got the nerve to be walking up to a homosexual and telling them that God loves them. He doesn't love them until they change. Well, he loved your little nasty behind. Just because we can't see what you're doing. Just because you're not bold enough to be out the closet about it. Let me check your cookies and your phone and see where you been. How you doing? But 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 we but we sit there and we 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 try to stifle and bring down this message of grace. It's one of the most contradictory things. Uh, I th what did Pastor Dollar call it the other night? Um, dang, what did he call? It? Oh, the, the 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 great scandal of grace. Grace for the body of Christ. Grace for religion. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Grace for religion is scandalous. How dare you tell that adulterer that all is well? And it's funny how with those situations, we only go after the woman. You just like them doggone Pharisees and Sadducees and men of means that it talked about when they pulled the woman out of adultery in front of Jesus. And he said, ye without fault fat, cast the first stone. Now, those who knew the law already knew we already messed up. Because the law said, if you catch a man and a woman in adultery, bring both of them out. They only brought one. They had just broke the law themselves. So he was like, it wasn't just those without sin in general. Now, they was doing other stuff too. But that alone, the fact that they just brought her disqualified any of them from judging her. He said, I'm the only one here who can judge her. And I'm the only one who can forgive her. And he forgave her sins right at that moment. That was scandalous. That was, he, they were mad. These were the leaders in the communities. These guys weren't just regular people. How dare you take our authority from us? How dare you judge us? Grace is scandalous, but grace is right. So don't be, don't be surprised when the weapons get formed as you walk out your inheritance. But the promise is they won't prosper. So I got to admit, the number five admission was, I got to admit that I am a co-heir with Christ and he is the lawful owner of all things. And if he's the lawful owner of all things and I'm a co-heir with him, guess what? I'm a lawful owner of all things. Anything that grace has made available for me, somebody say for me, for me. is mine. Now, if grace didn't make it for you, it ain't yours. Amen? Somebody else's house, you walking up claiming their house. That ain't your house? Grace made that available for them. You go believe for the one he tells you. That's my husband, that's my wife. No, that's their husband, that's their wife. Grace can't take 
I mean, faith can't take what grace doesn't make for you. Amen? The Holy Spirit has the perfect one and the perfect thing for you. This is why we're back to relationship with him. I don't have to look at somebody else's stuff and then I, I can appreciate what others have. I can appreciate what God has done for another, but I definitely don't covet it. Because I'm, I'm, let me just say, you get that person's husband, you get that person's wife, it'll be hell for you. Because you ain't got no grace for what they got. You get the food around, get that person, be like, how in the world? No, you grace for who he, who he has for you. Some people, I want a jet just like Dr. Dotto. I want a Rolls Royce just for doc, like Dr. Dotto. But is your bank account grace to fix it if it goes wrong? I mean, you know, he's had engines go out. Do you got engine level grace upon your finances just yet? I'm just, I'm just being honest. I'm just being real. The, the fuel that it costs for those things. No, no, faith won't take what grace didn't make. It's not to say that one day you might not have that, but, but we have to be with the Holy Spirit so that we can get what he wants for us right now. We got to get rid of this thing that religion has created, again, especially in our word of faith circles and churches of this, um, I don't know the word for it, but hyper-prosperity, you know, thing to where I have to have and it, what somebody else has, and then I've achieved the level that God wants for me. Uh, what, 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 the level that, if you're following him, if you're following him, the level you're at is the achievement that he wants you to have. And there's more. Don't, it doesn't stop there. But be like Paul. Learn how to be content. Whether you're abounding or abasing, whether things look great or whether things feel great, you're still good because I'm following the Holy Spirit. That'll, that'll keep you out of the danger and the trap of self-effort. If you understand that, say amen. 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 Uh, let's go to John... 14.6. The number six admission or confession that you want to have is Jesus is grace, truth, he's the way, and he's life. Jesus is grace, truth, the way, and he's life. And you have him in you. Jesus said, this is an Amplified, Jesus said to him, I am the what? The way and the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except how? Except how? I am made right with God through Jesus. Not through Buddha, not through Muhammad, not through Harry or whoever else. It's through Jesus. You got to say that nowadays because there's a lot of interesting philosophies getting stronger and stronger out there. Well, that's, there's just not one way. Yeah, 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 there is. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. There's one way. Now, I want you to think about this. You were a sinner, and only the blood of Jesus was able to make you right. Without his blood, this is the way, you would not be right with God, which would disqualify you for everything I'm saying. Now, not, not. to believe this, you got to believe the Bible. Real talk. Real talk. Everything I'm saying, if you don't believe the Bible, this is just philosophy to you. And if you're open to philosophy, then that's why you're open to every other thing. 
What's required is faith in everything I'm saying. And the Bible actually says that I got to have faith in Christ. I got to believe God. Okay, so let me just put that out there first. Because some of y'all out there arguing with people, and they don't, they don't believe God. They don't believe the Bible, so why are you arguing with them? This is for people who are ready to receive the truth. Amen? So the truth is, is that there had to be a sacrifice for all men because Adam messed it up. And the second Adam, known as Jesus, showed up on the scene and was the, who was God in the flesh and was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And when he died, the Bible says, we died with him, and when he was raised, we were raised with him. And as a result, we were made right, not by our actions or by our behavior, but because of his behavior and his actions. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved. Through faith, it is the gift of God lest any man should boast. Grace saved you. Grace is a person. Jesus saved you. And the truth is, is your, how many saved folks, before I say this, how many saved folks have got in the room? So the truth is, is if you're saved, you are fully saved right now. I mean, are you halfway saved? Did Jesus do, his, did his blood do a halfway job? Okay, so I need you to stop halfway living. If you're fully saved, live the full life. Duval may have had it right, living your best life. I mean, you need to be living your full best life right now. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's the door. He's the way. If I want to get to God, i got to come through Jesus. That's the truth. Because I'm coming through his blood. If I come any other way, then it's me showing up without the blood covering on me. And then when God sees me, he sees unworthy. That's truth. If I come without the blood of Jesus, then I show up with all my sin. When I have the blood of Jesus on, my sins are washed. So when God sees me, he sees the blood. The blood was the currency that purchased my freedom. Without the purchase of freedom, I am still in bondage. And therefore, I do not qualify to show up and claim anything. So all these other religions and all these other things saying that you can come any other way and declare, or there's a thing I've been hearing a lot about, you can declare and manifest this other stuff. You better be careful manifesting other stuff without the blood of Jesus? There, there is real... <sighs> this, whole, this whole thing is deep. You get, I don't want to get too deep in the teaching. Of, there's real demonic activity. And I mean, guys, no, the devil can manifest good stuff too. The, the devil can manifest good stuff too. And he'll manifest, look good, look good, look good. And you'll be following the good manifestation, thinking it's God. And you like uh, Hansel and Gretel. You follow them breadcrumbs. Uh, sorry, you follow that trail right to the little witch's house. 
All candy ain't good. Just because it's sweet don't mean it's right. You better make sure you're following the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But that's a new thing I've been hearing about a lot is you can manifest this and manifest that. And I'm like, I don't want to manifest nothing from me without him. Because I'm not all-knowing. I don't know the future. It's so the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. I don't want nothing manifesting in my life that I ain't sure I got what it takes to maintain down the road. He's only going to give me good and perfect gifts. That's what it said in James, good and perfect gifts come from above. Not manifested from you. No, 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 no. He made it. Grace made it. My faith lays hold. Faith in what? Faith in grace. Are you, are you with me? So Jesus, Jesus is grace. He's the truth. He's the way. He's the life. And I got him in me. Go to uh, John chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 1 all the way up to verse 18. Uh, in the, uh, yeah, stay in the Amplified. It says, in the beginning, before all time was, what does that say? The Word. I remember the first time I saw this when I was younger. I was like, wait, Jesus was in the beginning? Yeah. Jesus didn't just show up in Matthew. <laughs> Amen? I, I'm for real, that's what I thought. I was like, like Jesus was like somewhere, but, you know, I guess. But, I, you know, we don't see him till Matthew when he's born. No, Jesus is greater than Matthew. The book of Matthew, amen? It says, in the beginning, before all time, was the word, and then right in parentheses it says Christ. And I, I, I need to start saying that correctly. Christ was in the beginning. Amen? amen? And the word, or Christ, was with God. And the word, or Christ, was God himself. Let's keep going, verse 2. He was present... Christ was present originally with God. Just think about that, by the way. Christ lives in you, right? You got in you the same spirit that was there in the beginning. He know how to get your bills paid. He know how to help you not be depressed. He knows everything. Okay, sorry. All right, verse 3. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him was not even one thing made that has come into, I think it says, a being. That's why I don't want to be manifesting nothing without him. He's the maker of all things. I only want to manifest whatever he wants manifested. Amen? Verse 4. In him was, there it is again, life. And, that, uh, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never never, never overpowered it. There is no battle between Jesus and the devil. That's one of the greatest lies ever, that there ever was. That's, that's, that's the devil's PR scheme. That's the devil's marketing plan is to make you think he's equal to God, to God somehow. There is no battle between the devil and Jesus. And if you're a co-heir with Christ, there is no battle between you and the devil. He is already defeated because the life, which is the light, 
is in you and that darkness has never overpowered the light that's on the inside of you. There is no competition between you and the devil. The competition is in your belief and your unbelief in this truth. Somebody say, are you saying it's all me? I am absolutely saying it's all you. Christ did his job. He finished, Jesus finished the work. Now it's up to us to renew our minds, to gain understanding of what he did so that we can say, wait a minute, there is no competition. There is no great battle happening any longer. There was, and the enemy was defeated. We sing songs about it. We've heard a million sermons that the devil's where? Under my feet. He's under my feet. Now my victory is complete. And then you go home and you live defeated. <laughs> Jesus born principalities made a show of them openly. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. We, we used to sing that all the time. And then go right out the door and live defeated. <clears throat> no, the truth was in that song. He is 100% under your feet. But he's constantly trying to make you feel like you're in a fight with him. So you taking him from under your feet and you're equalizing him with you. The last thing you want to do is empower the enemy in your life. I hope you're hearing that today. That you have the key to turn off his lights and put him back in his place, which is under your feet. It says, and light shines on in darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered the light or overpowered it. Put it out or absorbed it or appropriated it and is unreceptive to it. Darkness cannot even mix with light is what it's saying. Verse 6. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. Keep going. This man came to witness that he might testify of the light that all men might do what? Believe. believe in it. That's the key. Do I believe in Jesus, who is the light, who is the truth, who is the way? That's the big battle, is your belief. Do you notice it didn't say the big battle was your behavior? Do you notice it didn't say the big battle was your sin? Because when I believe in Jesus and I allow the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct me, my behavior is going to change. The battle is not your performance. The battle was Jesus' performance, and he won that battle. He performed the greatest performance that will ever be performed. You cannot outperform that performance. Your wrong performance will never outperform his good performance. He won the Oscar, he won the Tony, he won everything it was to be won, and you with your bad acting self cannot show up and then outperform him. God does not remember your performance because his movie was too great. Like, ooh, that was some bad acting. But look what my son did. And you get the same award and reward that he earned. That's grace. You tried over and over again and failed at your role. But he showed up to being the star that he is 
and outperformed us all. So what we got to do is submit to his performance and believe in it. What does it mean to believe in it? Adhere to it, trust it, keep going, and rely upon it through him. Are you relying on the performance of Jesus or are you relying on your performance? Because that's what other people told you you're supposed to do. I'm going to rely on the performance of Jesus. Because I might cuss tomorrow, but I'm going to rely on the performance of Jesus. See, that messed some of y'all up right there. I'm not planning on cussing, but I'm just saying. Something, something may happen. What if something happened and, it's, and you're going to catch you in a bad moment? See, some of y'all too religious, but it's true. <laughs> y'all, did he just say he might cuss tomorrow? You did. <laughs> something might go wrong, and if something goes wrong, your trust and reliance can be upon whether you're going to respond right every single time because you don't respond right every single time. So he made a way that says, according to, uh, was it 1 John 2, 1, that you shouldn't sin, but if you do, you have an advocate who did all the right performing that outweighs your bad performance. So don't, 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 don't rely on how well you do, rely on how well he did. And as you start trusting in that, and again, following the Holy Spirit, you're going to see your performance becoming more in line with who he is. Amen? Verse 8. He was not the light himself, this is talking about John, but came that he might bear witness regarding the light. There it was, the true light was then coming into the world, the genuine perfect, steadfast light. He's talking about when John the Baptist was walking in, talking about Jesus coming and declaring of him coming. He's saying the light, the opportunity to see our way out of the darkness, the trap of sin was not there until Jesus showed up because he was the only way. The law was not the way. The law was not the light. Jesus, it's saying, that's what John was declaring, was the way. He was the genuine, perfect, steadfast light that illuminate, uh, sorry, illumines uh, every person. Verse 10. He came into the world and through the world, uh, and, well, he came into the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him and did not know him. He came to that which belonged to him, to his own, his domain, his creation, his things, the world. And they who were his own did not receive him and did not welcome him. But to as many as did receive him and welcomed him, he gave the what? Authority, the power, the privilege, the right to become who? There it is again. That, but that's only for those who do what? Yeah, those who receive them. If I receive them and believe them, then that's who I am. I got authority, I have power, I have privilege, and I have right. I said you have authority, you have power, you have privilege, and you have right. You have authority, you have power. Some of y'all are trying to get power some other way. Your power is through him. Your privilege is going to be through him. 
Your right is through him. Verse 13. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. How many believers are here today? Now, now you say that. I want you to really think about that. This is just one of those services. How do you know you're a believer? I want you to think about it. Are you really believing him? Because if I'm believing him, that means I'm putting him as priority. I'm putting his truth as the first thing on my mind. This is the practical part. It's the first thing on my mind when opposition shows up. When lack shows up, I'm believing him because I believe his word. He says all is well. He says I'm provided for. He says this lack is a lie. That's how I know I'm believing him. Get to fighting with your spouse. What, what, does, what does the word say? Get to going and getting into it with your children. What does the word say? Uh, get to seeing uh, uh, financial lack on your job or you didn't get the promotion. What does he say? If I'm believing him, his truth, his word should be the first thing on my mind. You know what that means? That means I practically need to have some scripture and know his word. Now, here's where, this, here's where the studying comes into play. I, I got to know that word. I got to know that his word says I am provided for. I got to know that his word says that I have authority. And can I submit something to y'all? You can't wait on the pastor to tell you. I had one person that said something one time on uh, Facebook. It was like uh, uh, back when I was you pastor. Like, Pastor Archie, you never taught us this. You never read it. You got a Bible. And first of all, I was like, I did teach y'all that. But, 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 but it's not this man who was teaching you. It's the Holy Spirit. What you got to not do is wait till you get home and then wait, wait for the man to teach you again. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit's teaching you through this man. But then when you go home, the Holy Spirit's still teaching He's going to be teaching you during the game in a few minutes, glory to God. He's going to be teaching you tomorrow. He's going to be teaching you Wednesday. He's going to be teaching you all week. But you turn him off until Sunday. No, don't stop, stop shortchanging yourself. The great teacher lives on the inside of you and is instructing you every single day. And he will tell you, go pick up that book or that app <laughs> for some of us and read my word. Because when opposition comes, that word will be the standard that's raised up against the attacks of the enemy. Some of us, the attacks are winning us over in our minds because you ain't got nothing to shield you. Shield of faith, remember that? Faith in what? I got to have faith in this word, but if I don't know the word, I'm trying to raise a shield, and, and all you got is the little handle. And wonder why stuff hitting you upside the head. You need the word to shield you. It is the word that says, 
I'm, I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath. It is the word that says he has defeated the enemy. It is the word that says I'm a joint heir with Christ. So whatever he got, I got. It is the word that says I'm healed. It is the word that says I'm whole. It is the word, the word, the word. Not just your mental ascent. Uh, it's not what my word is. It's the word of God. Because you don't read your word. <laughs> Guys, this is, we, we, we will never get away from the word. With all the things I said, it's going to come back to, but do you know the word? Because the real practical part of this is you're saved, you're kings and queens, you're seated in a heavenly place with Christ Jesus, you're not at the feet no more and all that type of stuff, but when it comes time, when the rubber meets the road and it's time to live this thing out, and hell is trying to break loose, you're going to have to put your mouth on that word. And it gonna have to, it's going to have to sometimes be more than Jesus wept. I mean, that's powerful in itself, but you're going to need to put something on it so that you're creating and declaring what his word says. So what am I saying? I'm saying how much, how much time you're spending with that word. Not out of religion, but out of relationship. Because there will come a time that it's needed and you're going to have to speak up. Amen? Verse uh, 13. It says, who owe their, uh, something about us, who owe their birth neither to bloods nor to the will of the flesh, that of physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that of a natural father, we owe our birth uh, but to God. They are born of God. Verse 14. And the word Christ became flesh. The word became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, lived, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while amongst us. Now see, if you don't believe that, then the whole gospel is dead for you. You better watch these history stories on TV and stuff that just tell you what. There was a man named Jesus who did walk the earth, and many believed he was a great prophet. But that's where the story begins to get, you know. No, 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 no. God became flesh, came to this world because he loves you so much, and he fixed your problem of going to hell and he fixed your problem of no longer being right with him and therefore unable to walk in the authority he had for you way back when Adam and Eve were walking. That's totally different than a guy named Jesus walked the earth and he was a prophet. Oh, the story is so much more than that. Uh, keep going. It says, and we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as only begotten, as an only begotten son receives from his father. Full of grace. We've, we've studied that word out, and it actually means permeated with grace. He was one with grace. He was grace. Favor, loving kindness, and truth. Verse 15. John testified about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said. He who comes after me has priority over me. John was a great preacher. John was a Creflo Dollar. John was, uh, uh, okay, the, uh, John was a Kenneth Copeland. John was an Oral Roberts. And he said, listen, y'all been thinking I'm the man. No, the man is coming. 
I've just been an oracle. I've just been a messenger of the one who's really coming. For he was before me. He takes rank above me. For he existed before I did. He has advanced before me. Because he is my chief. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we were all supplied with, y'all see this? One grace after another. Grace upon grace, one translation says. Grace, grace, one translation says. I got grace, grace because of Jesus. Go, go back, go back, uh, one thing. For out of his fullness, his abundance, we have all received. That's a declaration. It didn't say, did, it, did it say you were going to receive? It didn't say one, you achieve a level to receive? It says we have all received. You've all had a share, and you're all supplied with grace, grace. If I got not just grace, but grace, grace, what is there to worry about? What is there to talk about? What is there to fear? Absolutely nothing. Let's keep going. One grace after another, and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and even favor upon favor and gift heaped. A heap is a lot. Heaped upon heaped. Some of y'all just believe in for one. Chris Rock said, just point in my hand, forget the cup. Some of y'all just want them just a little bit. He said, you got heaps upon heaps. It's time that you get some heaped faith upon heaped. It's time that you believe that grace has provided and then some. 17. Y'all got a 17? Is there a 17? I believe there is a 17, yeah. All right. For while the law was given through Moses, now I need you to see this. For while the law was given through Moses, grace, unearned, undeserved favor, and spiritual blessing, and truth, keep going, came through who? Grace came through Jesus, not through the law. The law was the old way. The new way was grace, and that came through Jesus. Go back uh, a little bit, guys. Yeah. Unearned, undeserved favor, and spiritual blessing. I don't get blessed through the law. I don't get blessed through keeping the rules. I don't get blessed through that. That's not how you get blessed. Can I mess with giving for a quick second? Malachi 3, was it 10 or 9 through 10 or whatever like that? We've taught that for years as, you know, you better give because if you don't, you're going to be cursed. If you look at Malachi 1.1, first of all, he's talking to the children of Israel. And the problem was, was they were supposed to be following the law and they had stopped giving. It wasn't just giving, it was like three or four things they had stopped doing. And because they had stopped doing it, Malachi, or the person who wrote Malachi, was warning them, hey, you're going to be cursed if you don't get back to doing the law. And that was true for them. 
but not for us. Because if you try to follow that law, even if you do give every single week, according to the rules of the law, if you break any of the other 613, I don't care how much money you gave, you still curse. Because it says to break one law is to mess all of them up. That's why the law wasn't a good system to try to live by. It was a system to show us that we needed a savior. So here comes grace that says, you're blessed whether you keep the rule of giving or not. Now, because you are blessed, you will give because you love and honor God. Somebody said, where do you get that from? It talks about how Abraham gave a tenth, and that, that was before, if you know chronologically the Bible, that was before the law came into existence. Tithing was not something that came out of Malachi. It existed way before that. But we in church, with our finite understanding, took the first scripture we kind of saw that would make people give. We created a rule that created fear and for, I guess, centuries <laughs> have been living by that. And that's just not the truth. That's why you got all these people giving all this money and still being broke. Real talk. Amen. But the ones who believe God and still so have this breakthrough happening in their lives all the time. But the masses are sitting there saying, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, but you're not giving cheerfully. You're giving out of fear. God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I just don't believe that. Well, if that's the case, then how did the widow with two mites get the attention of Jesus? It didn't say that was a tithe. Two copper coins. And all these other people, it said was given much or many. It said, but she gave much. What was the difference between her and them? She gave out a belief. She gave out a trust. She gave out her heart. She gave all she had because she said, I honor who you are. I believe in who you are. So I'm sowing this not because of a rule. I'm sowing this because I trust God. That's how giving's supposed to happen. I said, that's how giving's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be a motive and a reflex of your heart because you love God. I said, it's supposed to be a motive and reflex from your heart you, because, sorry, because you love God. But many of us are giving because we're afraid if we don't, we're going to be broke. Anybody ever gave that way before? I mean, raise your hand. I just, I just want everybody else to know they're not alone. Look around. Yeah. Many people give that way, and, and God is like, that's, that's not me. I need a $1,000 line right here. I need a $2,000 line right here. I need a $10,000 line right here. You know what that does to everybody who got 20 cents in their pocket? Condemns them. And now you try to achieve things in life because one day I'm going to be able to get in that line. The line is not your destination. Believing in grace is your destination. As I believe in grace and as I trust him, as I depend on him, as I rely on him and the unearned, undeserved favor and spiritual blessing he's provided for me, then he will distribute to me all that I need. 
And I don't have to get in the $1,000, $2,000, $10,000 line because low-key, I just gave 50 Gs and don't nobody even know. They, they won't even have a line for you. Oh, somebody ain't ready for that. They won't have a line for you. It'll be a private understanding between you and the ministry because of how much you sow. See, some of y'all don't believe what I'm saying. There are people who sow into their ministry and, and there's a, just, just an understanding. Don't nobody know. I'm telling you what I know. Don't nobody know. And they're just giving and giving and giving. And there's things happening in the ministry that you don't even know about because of that one person's gift because they believe in grace. And here we are trying to, trying to give our way into higher, stand, uh, higher uh, levels in him. Where does it say that in the Bible? No, you're giving as a reflex of your love for him. You just, you just do what he did for God so loved the world that he gave. He loved so he gave. He loved so he gave. Now, he didn't just give anything, he gave his best. That widow didn't just give anything, she gave the best. So you give the best based on what the Holy Spirit's saying. What is he telling you today? Then you give the best of what he said. Now that's, that's where you now meet your belief. Are you listening to me? And you got to make a choice. Now if you've been out, <laughs> if you've been out of the habit of doing what I'm saying, giving based on that belief, then your gift might look like this as you do the text to give. I'm telling you not what I think, I'm telling you what I know. It's like, Lord, I might, I'm not used to doing this. But I, I'm, I'm telling you that so you're not, you're not thrown off if that happens. When I had to get back into the habit of making sure I was giving based on what the Holy Spirit said and I just giving what I was comfortable with, first couple of times it was, it was oh, oh, Jesus. I had more than enough to do it. It was just out of practice. God still loves me. I'm still blessed. But man, I, I'm a son. I want to I show my father how much I love him, how much I trust him, how much I believe him. I know what he's been telling me to do. Let me just do it. And I give through text to give. Are you sure? No, but <laughs> I trust God. <laughs> I trust God, or I trust God. Some of y'all, y'all saw, y'all watched that bucket go all the way down the road. Just watch it all the way around the room. You know, right, you know right where it's going every week. Let it go. Just, just, you just, just do it because you trust him. Do it because you trust him. Because the money is the least thing. I'm trying to help you to where you give them your everyday, your everyday living. I'm trying to get you to where you're giving him your thoughts, where you're giving him your hands and your feet. Because if a dime on a dollar is hard, when the rubber meets the road and he tells you to go pray for somebody, he tells you to go do this, that, and other, guess what? Nah, I'm too in control, Lord. I, I, I can't do that. But man, those who love him make a practice and a habit of giving 
Those who love them make a practice and a habit of giving. Now notice what I'm preaching to you and sharing with you. This is not bondage. It's still your choice. You're blessed whether you put a dime in the bucket or not. You're blessed whether you volunteer or not. You're blessed. The blessing is yours. He made it available. The question is, is what are you going to do with the blessing? Are you going to love him enough to serve him with the blessing he's provided to you? That's what a good son does. That's what a good daughter does. They love their parents back. When are you going to put some gas in the tank for the car I let you drive? <laughs> when are you going to put something on the phone bills? What would it be like if your kids came home and said, here's $500 to put towards the mortgage? Some of y'all, that, some of y'all are like, what? <laughs> what would it be like if you've done all that for your children and empowered them? And whether they gave it to you or not, you wouldn't kick them out the house. But what would happen if their love was displayed in their giving? I mean, just start with a thank you. Then graduate from just a thank you to can I wash the dishes without being asked? Can I, can I do this? Can I do that without being asked? And then, oh my gosh, fool around and mature to the level that I am contributing financially back into the house? Now, you heard what I said. Mature. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of into it right now, but we're going to do a whole series on how giving is a reflex of a mature believer. We've made a mistake, and, and, and as soon as people get saved, we get to talk about tithes and offering, and they're not, they don't, they're like, I don't, I don't, and so they start giving out of legalism. But true giving is an act of love, and you have to be mature to love that way. And, but, but what if your kid was to do that? That's the same thing with us. God loves us whether we do it or not. But man, the picture of a son or a daughter who loves is one who gives. So I don't want you to ever give again out of guilt. Don't ever give again out of guilt. You have Christ in you who is the truth, the way, and the life. I want you to believe him. And as you give every part of your life, including finances, do it because you trust grace. And just know that you're blessed regardless. Say that with me. Say, I'm blessed regardless of my behavior. I'm blessed because of Jesus. I walk in the blessing of Abraham. I have the inheritance from God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now go ahead and give him praise with your blessing. Amen. So now, carry out whatever he says to do. There's some folks that's going to come up here in a minute, but go ahead and begin to prepare right now. What is he telling you to do? He, he told me what to give yesterday, so I was like, okay. And he might tell you something that day. He might tell you something next day. You know, the only day you give don't have to be on Sundays. But he, he knows what he wants you to do. At one point, he had to tell me to give it early anyway because I would have spent it before Sunday got here. God know you. He know his children. Amen. Y'all get paid on Thursday and Saturday roll around. It's like, I do it next week. Well, he knows you. He'll talk to you. And every, for everybody, a lot of people is different. 
but you, you do what he says to do. Somebody said, well, what if I'm just not there yet? That's between you and him. Don't you sit up there and feel guilty? What you do now is you tell Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me become a giver. Because the Holy Spirit will change your want-tos. He'll change your desires. He'll develop you. But don't you allow guilt and fear and condemnation to make you feel bad because you're not ready to put money into a bucket. Amen? No more bondage. No more fear. I'm going to pray over you for that, then I'm going to turn over to Asado, and we're going to dismiss in about five minutes or less. Father God, I thank and praise you right now for this word that you've shared. I thank you also for our hearts, Lord, as we are learning how to be mature sons and daughters of you, as we're learning how to speak the way you speak and live the way you live. I thank you that you're helping each and every one of us. You're changing our want-tos as we trust in grace and not in our own ability. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise for the freedom that happens today because of this word that we've received. Holy Spirit, we open ourselves up to receive additional teaching from you all throughout this week. And we'll be careful to give you the glory, honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give God one more hand clap of praise for that. Hey, we love you guys so much. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're smart. What's the rest of them? You can. <laughs> You's important. Just know that this week is your week. Amen? And just know that we're here praying for you, and we're here believing God for the best to manifest in every area of your life. Amen? Amen. Osada, come on up. Let's give God praise for that, guys. Amen. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and receive the offering in tights right now. So if you have them ready, um, we already heard the word from our pastor. We truly give because we love God, we honor God, and most of all, we believe in God. Praise God. Um, we're going to, you know, the word of God is seed, that incorruptible seed. We've heard the word preached by our pastor right now. Um, and I believe that it has been sown in good ground. This is the time where we respond to what we've heard. So if you're here and you haven't received Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, you know, Pastor Archie talked about us being a joint heir with Christ. The only way we have that inheritance, that, you know, oneness with Christ, is for us to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, put faith in what we've heard today. So if you haven't received Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, this is a time where we ask that you can just come out. You know, we're not trying to embarrass anyone. This is a time. The Bible says now is the time of salvation. Today is a day of salvation. And um, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this church, we do believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says if you, you receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you. So if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, we ask that you can come out also. And we can pray for you to receive that. And lastly, if God is calling you that this is the church, this is the brook where you want to get fed from, you know, we invite you to come join us, to be part of a church where the gospel of grace is preached. So if you um, would like to receive any of those three things I've mentioned, 
salvation, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or if you would like to join this church, you can just um, come out right now, and I will ask that everyone stand, please. Just minister to someone next to you and ask them those three things. You know, we're going to do a soul winning right now. <laughs> if there is anyone, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Um, we're going to dismiss um, our brother right now. To um, Brother Gary is going to take you to the back and pray and um, believe that you receive all that you've come out to receive. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Before we pray, I just want to remind us of something, you know, like I said, the word of God is seed. Those seed that has been sown by our pastor today, let's just keep regurgitating that word and keep chewing on it all week long. And don't forget we have Bible study on Wednesday also um, and our prayers on Saturdays. Father, we just thank you, O oh God, for this service today. We thank you for your word that has been sown on good ground and is bringing forth 30, 60, and 100 fold return. We thank you, O oh Lord, that our week is blessed. We speak your blessing upon this week, O oh God. We speak your growth grace grace upon this week oh god we thank you oh lord that we dwell in your secret place and we abide under the shadow of the almighty we thank you that even if a thousand fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand it cannot come near us or near any of our family oh lord and we thank you oh lord that we'll be a blessing oh god because we're already blessed and we give you all the glory for this lord in jesus name amen be blessed have a nice day you move a mile.